Hey! Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Spiel. And this whole episode is going to be completely focused on the Spiel de Jars and Kenner Spiel de Jars nominations and our thoughts on all of those games. So thanks for joining us for episode number 19. Residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean dressed up like a giant board game. But hold up. On the game, I'm reading something that says, Vote for me, Dean. Spiel de Jars 2019. <laughs> hey, do you remember uh, um, when we talked about Santa's Workshop and how I talked about how Keith had put up a sign for Santa's Workshop? Yes. That's what that made me think of. Oh, on Sports Center or whatever. Yeah, he had it on on Sports uh, College. Co no, it wasn't Sports Center. It was game College, day. College, game, game day. day. That's College what it was. Yeah. Yeah. This is carryover from last episode where Dean, you know, thought that he had the perfect top ten list that everyone has to have. So it was all about him. Now it's all about him. He's taken it so far that he thinks he should personally win the Spiel des Jars, and he hasn't even done a board game. Now we're getting totally nonsensical. No, are we that's not? nonsense. Come on now. We don't. We never go nonsense on this podcast, <laughs> do we? You want to um, do a poll? I am, I am quite the self-promoter, but yeah, let's move on to a poll. <laughs> Speaking of that, who thinks the poll was? Who thinks that Dean is the best host, and who thinks John is? I'm going to say that most people thought that I'm the best host. We will never do that poll because we love each other too much. But Meeple Town, if you want to start that poll <laughs> and vote for me... <laughs> that is something. No, the poll had something to do with fireworks, which we are well past the 4th of July, right? We are, Well, actually, <laughs> if, you, if, we, if we want to talk about radio magic, it is the 4th of July where we are in time. Today doo, 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 is doo, the 4th doo. of July. Yep, I'm going to head out of town for three weeks to Washington, and because I'm doing that, we went ahead and we're recording this episode on the 4th of July. So I decided to do a poll, which I think this poll got more votes than any of our polls ever. I went to the fireworks stand the other day. I brought my kids, and you know, you walk in the tent, and you look at these prices, and you're like, goodness gracious, this is expensive. And I just thought, I'm just curious as to how many people just say, forget this thing. I'm not spending the money. Um, how many people would go all in? Because there was a person in front of me and a guy, and I'm in Tennessee. And the, I was going to say, let's, let, let's preface it by reminding everyone that we live in Tennessee. Yeah, so. I live in Tennessee. And the guy in front of me, you know, it was like $84 or something like that. And he's like, well... $84, right? Ain't bad. Now I'm going to go get me another. And he went and picked up this other $20 giant dynamite looking thing and slapped it down. It was like a hundred and, you know, $406 total or something. And I was like, man, if he thought $84 wasn't much, is this common or is it just because we're in Tennessee? And I live a little bit outside the city. So I do know that the more country you get, typically, the more fireworks excited you get. Yeah, Tennessee is all about fireworks. Uh, the thing is, I don't... Okay, when I lived in, in Michigan, I don't know if this is still the case, you couldn't buy fireworks um, year-round. In Tennessee, oh, you, you can. can. Yeah, you, yeah, and you can buy, like, the, the mortars. You can buy all kinds of stuff that can be pretty much weaponized. I mean, Heck yeah, boy! Good gracious. Yeah, it's, uh, you can, yeah, but there are rules based on, like, what county you live in and all that stuff based on when you're supposed to be able to shoot them, like... Only on the day of, or something like that. I think maybe the day after. I think it. I think it's only the day of. Anyway, so let's 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 look at the poll, Dean. What do you think? I said, how much do you spend on fireworks for the fourth? Nothing, waste of money. Zero to fifty dollars, fifty to one hundred dollars, or a hundred dollars plus. Uh, probably not a lot. I'm 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 not looking at it. I'm actually looking at the comments right now. Well, I don't want you to look at it because I want you to. Do you know what the? Did you do you know what the answer is? I put nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's that's the majority of it. It's not even close. Yes, it is. It was a yeah. landslide. I'm I'm actually surprised by this. Well, yeah. Now I do know, like you said, all of our folks are not by any stretch in 
Tennessee or even in the U.S. of A. Right, we've got a lot of non non U.S. listeners. So. Yeah, we do. So hopefully they didn't vote on this because <laughs> they wouldn't be celebrating the fourth. No, but they, but you never but they know. The fireworks, so but that's... you never know. Um, yeah, maybe they saw like fireworks and thought, oh, let me vote that I never spend money on fireworks. That could absolutely be the truth. But seventy one percent of Meeple Town says nothing, waste of money. Now twenty one percent said zero to fifty dollars. Yeah. 6% said 50 to 100 and only 2% said $100 plus. I if, if we did this only for Tennessee, it would definitely be a lot different. I think. Yeah, I I think so. I'm not too. saying it would be just yeah, I think it would be a lot different. Cuz people go people go all all out. Man, my <laughs> our, our neighbors uh who probably don't listen to the show. We love our neighbors. They're fantastic. I, they go all out. They love fireworks. And so for several nights of the week, they're shooting off fireworks at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Well, speaking of, when I was buying my fireworks, our buddy, I'm just going to say Ryan Kellum, he was there with Eli. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, like, what are you going to do? He's like, yeah, I spent about 100 bucks. So I think it's common. That's what made me think about this. Like, I was like, in Tennessee, at least, it's common to spend 100 bucks on fireworks. I, I think, think so. Well, fairly. I so right before I got married, I was trying to save up a lot of money. And so I got a job at a fireworks warehouse. This was a... I think like a month and a half job. That was a lot of work. But seeing how many fireworks went out of that warehouse and how much people spent and how much the owners of that company made. (laughs) People spend a lot of money on fireworks. I can't do it. And they don't cost very much to to purchase, like for the the companies to buy. So they're making a killing this time of year. I say I didn't. I spent $54. Um, And that's because, man, you can't get a whole lot for that. And my kids are ripe age for fireworks. They're 11, 9, and five and so they're all at least the 11 and 9 year old in particular are all jacked up about it so yeah. you know what if if, it, if they weren't excited about it i would put nothing waste of money and not shoot them no doubt about it i think i think tabletop diary really just summed up my exact feelings um he said it wastes perfectly good board game money for, yes for, i'm, I'm, I'm with it. you i'm with you if it wasn't for my kids i wouldn't spend the money yeah yeah well, you want right. to talk about some games we've been playing? Yes, let's do that. Uh, I will start this off. So this is the Spiel des Jahres episode where we're talking about 2019 nominations. But in 2018, the Kenner Spiel winner was the Quacks of Quedlinburg mm. by Wolfgang Warsh. And so I actually just got a play of this. I mentioned last episode that we were going to have a game day. And I mentioned I had hoped to get to play Great Western Trail, and I didn't. I ended up joining another game, but I played Quacks that day, and I quite enjoyed this. So Quacks is a it's a push your luck game. It's a bag builder where you're putting ingredients um, from a potion into your bag, and then on your turn when you have all your ingredients in there, you're drawing these out, and if you draw out uh, a value, a total value of more than seven points of cherry bombs then you're gonna your potion's gonna explode and you don't get the points for that round so it's a very much push your luck you're trying to draw them out of the bag but then all of the ingredients have different special abilities like this one might let you move up farther on your potion track or you know this one's gonna give you uh victory points or a ruby or something like that I, I i didn't know i didn't have many expectations about if i would like this game or not but i i did quite enjoy this one actually i'm gonna look into cool. picking this one up at some point so was it a funny game funny yeah did it quack you up oh my goodness <laughs> seriously you were waiting you didn't hear anything i've been I waiting said. the whole time to, to <laughs> throw that one yeah I, what are you talking about oh, boy. except for that <laughs> then that happened on radio no that that's a game that it actually is funny like there's a lot of like oh yeah moments where somebody you know bust or is about to and you know pushes their luck you know it's, a little too much so there are a lot a lot of, of fun raucous moments but, that's interesting yeah I, you know um I've heard mixed reviews about it, so I, I mean, I think overall, I mean, let me, I think overall, a lot of people really like Quacks, but the heavy strategy gamers that I know, like, meh, on a, a lot, like some of them, not all of them actually. I know, shut up and sit down. They they uh, or sit down and shut up. Shut up and sit down. I, I got it right the first time. And I second guess myself. <laughs> um, they quite liked Quacks, I believe, which is cool because I usually like a lot of stuff they like. So yeah, I gotta play that. Yeah, I mean, it's if you don't like push your luck games. Uh, it is. It is. I'm okay with push your luck. Very games. much luck of the draw, but it's not just a complete luck fest because you do have to think about the types of po- you know, the types of ingredients you're going to put in there and how they play off of the other ingredients. I mean, it's not super heavy strategy by any stretch. There is 
you know. A you think lot that would be fun, good for the kids fun. too? Oh yeah, yeah. Like that, I like. Uh, there's a. Um, the wizard always wins a little bag builder for kids, and my kids and I have actually had quite a fun time playing that game. So, I've not played that one. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, for kids and stuff, we've had a fun time with that one. Huh. So, a game that I got to play, which has been out for a long time, it's a classic now, I think a lot of people would say. Never have played it. It's ranked 68 overall, and that is Troy Yes. That's not right. <laughs> oh, boy. That's because I'm from Tennessee. It's Twa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had not played Twa before, and I got a chance to play this um, over the last couple weeks on Board Game Arena. So here's a, that's another plug for Board Game Arena. Twa's on on that, and I've got to play it mo- many times. And boy, this game is a blast! Like the decisions that you're making are fun. I mean, you're rolling these dice and you're going and you're using them to for military strength to stop the black die. So it's super classic hero, right? Like it's got the theme, but you're, you know, you're the black die or the bad guys and you're trying to use your other die to stop them. But you've got this whole city and you're not only stopping like the marauders for coming in, but you also like are, you know, doing traits, architecture, you can build things in the cathedral and all these different things. But I mean, the thing is is the cool thing I like about the mechanics are that you're rolling these dice and you get your set of dice, but you can also pay money to purchase the opponent's die. So, like, you've got to make these decisions quit. Like, oh, I want to use these two red die, but I also want to use these two yellow ones. Well, if I use the yellow ones, then Dean might buy my two red ones, which I'll get money for, um, but and it'll cost Dean money, but then ugh, I lost those things. So, you've got that kind of tension throughout the game, and it is great. If you haven't played Twa and you like classic style Euros, it's a fantastic game. Yeah, I've had this one on the radar for a while. I want to check it out. So I'm, I'm on board game arena. I'd really want to, I really want to try that out, but I just haven't had a chance to. I think you would like it. I feel like I'm not saying that you would like shoot through the roof, but I, I feel like it's. I don't know. I know you like Village and stuff like that, I, and I know this is not Village by any stretch, but for some reason when I play it, I thought, I think Dean would probably like this. There's thinkiness, but it's not like crazy thinkiness. It's a 3.45 on Board Game Geek. Okay, yeah, and, and if you listen to the show, you know that theme is important to me. I really like games that are thematic, and we do our top 50 games coming up soon. You're going to see that there's some thematic games on there. That being said, mid-weight, mid to mid-heavy Euro games are also my jam. I love yeah. those. So that's that's one that I've, you know, I think I would quite enjoy that. All right. Well, that's what we've been playing. We're going to move on to the Spiel des Jahres nominees after the break. So we are looking at the Spiel des Jahres nominees. We're also going to be talking about the recommendations in this. But for those of you, uh, those of you who don't know, the Spiel des Jahres is the game of the year. That's what obviously that's what that means in German. Um, but this is the German board game of the year. But it is often recognized as like the most prestigious board game award out there. It means board game. I thought that I thought that that's what they said when they spieled des Jahres on the floor. That's you know, like a jar, de jars on the like floor. Spilled the, and you spilled de jars. Yeah, you spilled de jars. I just want to go ahead and That's, I know, I know apologize German fluently. to all of our German listeners out there. You spilled jars on the floor. I want to apologize because John is offending all of you. I would never do that. I'm trying. Keep that in mind when we do the favorite host poll. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. No, I love everybody. Okay, so with the Spiel des Jahres, I decided to do a poll, um, and I did these kind of quickly so we didn't get a ton of votes on these, um, but I did a poll to just ask Meeple Town, how do you feel about these nominations? So I'm going to do this poll, and then I'm going to talk really briefly about what the Spiel des Jahres is, uh, and then we're going to go through these games. So I said, how do you feel about the Spiel des Jahres nominations? Simple, right? Absolutely love them. Great picks meh, or terrible picks. Where do you think most people went, Dean? I don't think people were big fans of these. Just just guessing. I don't know. I, I remember reading some comments a while back uh, when we had a, a conversation going on about this, and it seemed like people weren't big fans. So I'm going to guess somewhere towards the, the end that they don't like them. Yeah. Uh, 64% said meh. 
So uh, 27% said great. I wish I would have put good. I changed it for Kinderspiel because I kind of had two pretty high ones. But anyways, 27% said good, 9% said absolutely love them. So we're looking at about a third of the folks in Meeple Town said they were good picks or they love the picks. They quite enjoyed them. And then two-thirds of Meeple Town said meh. And no one said terrible picks, which is cool. So with that being said, let me share just really quickly um, from the Spiel des Arts website what this is a little bit because I want to frame it up a little because I think sometimes we have not correct expectations. What would you say, Dean? Or we're not, we just hear game of the year. We don't know much about it and we poo it or. Yeah, I think people that follow, you know, follow board gaming typically have an idea of what that is, but, you know, the average person that hears that might not. May not, yeah. Not, and I mean, a ton yeah. of people know exactly what this is and maybe I'm preaching to the choir here at Meepletown because I know that we have. I mean, obviously, we're a board gaming podcast, so we're going to have a ton of folks. But let me just say this. First of all, I want to say that the Spiel des Jahres is for German language games. So if a game is not released in the German language, it cannot win the Spiel des Jahres. That's the main thing I wanted to say. So most games, I think, most, not most games, most big games, big publisher games are going to be released in German. But there may be some games that you love that were not released in German, so they can't be nominated for the Spiel des Jahres, right? Right. And right. It, it and so it consists of, and the jury, by the way, consists of critics from German-speaking countries. So we here in the U.S. of A., you know, apparently we're not on the jury. So that's another thing just to consider um, whenever you're thinking about this. So you may go, well, maybe I shouldn't care as much about it. Or you may say, maybe I should care even more about it. I don't know. I just wanted to put out the facts so that you all can... Um, have some frame of reference. So with that being said, it also does mean, as Dean mentioned, it is the game of the year, best game of the year. So let's let's also say this is for fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't yell at your radio. You can yell at your radio, do what you, you want. If that's but... fun for you, yell yeah. at your radio. <laughs> like I, I, I think that that's one thing about talking about board games and stuff. Sometimes we get, because we love the hobby so much, Man, folks get intense about these things. Yeah. Extremely opinionated. And I have my opinions, but you know what? You may completely disagree, and that's perfectly cool with me. Yeah, and I think one thing I've noticed is it seems like people have an idea of what their favorite award is. You know, you've got the the Dice Tower Awards, the the Origin Awards, and you know, all these the, the, there's you know, it seems like every country, Italy has their own awards and France has their own awards. I think people can kind of gravitate towards one one sure. award that they tend to really really like uh i but this I, is kind of the granddaddy of them all it's right? kind of it's, i mean for, it's for, viewed that way yeah. now whether or not you know not whether or not everyone feels that way i think if you said if you did a poll of what is the the greatest or the biggest the most prestigious board game award this would be it sure yeah i agree with that i mean i would just say that's i agree with the fact that that poll would win. It would win that. That most people would say this is the most prestigious. Correct. But we all have our own things that we say, which maybe that's for another talking point on another episode of which award we really look forward to yeah. the most. But that's not what we're going to do today. Yep. We're not. We're going to talk about these games. So why don't we just dive right in yep. and we're going to bring these up. We'll just give a brief explanation of, of these different ones. And, and Dean and I have played all six of these We games. have played all six of them. And let's start off with a Reiner Knizia. Uh, who has won this award, I would assume, well, yeah, multiple times, but I just don't know how many times. Reiner Knizia's Llama, which is, I would say, probably the lightest of, not probably, it is the lightest the of lightest. these games. And Llama is, it's published by Amigo, and in Llama, you are playing cards, you start off with six cards in your hand, you're playing one at a time on top of the card that's on the pile, and it has to match or be one card uh, number higher than the card that's listed out there and you're just going to keep doing this you're trying to get rid of the cards in your hand if you get stuck with cards in your hand then you're going to take chips whoever has 40 chips is going to trigger the end of the game and whoever has the least amount of chips is going to win now there's other pieces to that like you have to decide if you want to stay in because if you stay in um, then you might end up with too many cards and get a lot more points but if you quit you're just going to take the value like if you have four or five you know, five value cards in your hand, you're only going to take five chips instead of taking 20 chips in that instance. Yep. So there's that strategy and also whether or not you want to get rid of it or which chip to get rid of once you go out. You say strategy, but no, there's, there's not a whole lot. There's in this not. Game. There's not. This is, if I were to have to sum this up, I would say probably Gamer Uno. 
But gamer, but gamer is a really strong oh word. Oh my gosh! In this. It's, no, it's a lot like uh, Monster Crunch. Actually, if you've played that, they're they're pretty similar. If Reiner, I'm just going to be frank. If Reiner Knizia had not, his name was not on this. I don't think it would have been nominated. That's my thoughts. I played the game. I'm going to be you, real. Now you can start yelling. At I'm going to be real. No, I'm going to be real. I played the game. It was awful. <laughs> I'm. I, it's 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 like. I mean, let me. It, it's a game like Uno. Like, okay, I play with my kids. It's almost entirely luck based. There's a little bit of strategy of when you go out and lay your cars down. I mean, there's some strategy. It's not entire. It's not Candyland. But there's. But and and I I understand. Like, I don't have to have super heavy strategy to say it's a good game or not. I thought this was like totally meh. And if you like games that have any kind of strategy whatsoever. You're wasting your money if you buy this game. Yeah, I I don't <laughs> tell me how I really feel. I don't really get this one either. Yeah. I, I okay. I say that I don't get it, meaning I'm I don't particularly care for this game either. I do kind of get it that it would be nominated for this because it is it is family weight. Anyone can play this game, and I can see people really enjoying this game. In fact, I've I've heard lots of comments and seen videos on people that that enjoy this game. It's not for me, but I but I understand why this would be in this category. And honestly, I don't think it's going to win. And if it does, that might that oh, might man. skew my view of this build the jars even more. It would really skew my view. But I could kind of understand in the sense that I, I could see a lot of people really enjoying this game that aren't gamers. I agree with that. I 100% agree that this game, if it you can't, it doesn't have distribution in the U.S. yet, does it? No, no. I mean, if this game we is in, this one up if sure. this game is in Walmart and there's a group of people that you know, don't really play games much, but I would recommend it for folks like that are into, or, or maybe gamers that want to play a simple game with their kids. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But game of the year. I, I mean, we played this game, Dean game of the year. I know. I know. <laughs> are you asking me? Yeah, I, I, don't I know. I'm just saying like, it just, it, it I'm, baffles my mind. We're already kind of showing our cards as it were, but, <laughs> but neither one of us would have picked this for game of the year. No, this um, is honestly, I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff, but this is the one that I kind of go, yeah, I, I'm just no holes barring on this one. Like I, and I, it's, it's fine. If you love this game, I think that's awesome. I want to say that because we are having, this is fun. Like I'm just, I'm having a good time here. I really am. If you love this game, I am happy that you love it and you should tell everyone about it. Yep. But it's just not for me. How about we not spend too much time on this one? All right, let's we'll go. Move let's, on to let's move on. The next one, which is where words. And in our instance, we're actually going to be talking about WearWords Deluxe uh, because that's the version we have. Although WearWords is just like the same game without as many roles. Yes. If you've played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, this game is going to be very familiar because you're you're using an app, and it's going to be you know everyone put their heads down, and you're going to have the werewolf raise their head, and the the mayor is going to see this word. But in this okay, so in this game, the mayor is going to see the word or pick the word, then they're going to close their eyes. The werewolf's going to open up their eyes look at the word and then a seer in this you know in this case is going to look at the word so you have three people who know what the word are what word is and then everyone w- wakes up and they're going to try to figure out what the word is so the villagers are asking questions everybody's asking questions to the mayor and they're going to be giving them tokens saying whether or not that question was correct but it's basically 20 questions to try to figure out what that particular word yep. is so the werewolf is trying to throw the players off the seer is trying to give hints but not be too obvious because if the werewolf knows who the seer is, then the werewolf is going to win. Um, and that's that's essentially the yep. game. But like I said, if you've played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, this is very similar to that, except 20 Questions meets that. Sure. What do you think of this one? Well, I think it's much better than Llama for sure. Uh, my kids really love this game. I borrowed it from Dean and I'm having a hard time giving it back because of how much my kids like this. Um Personally, I think it's a pretty fun. It's a decent game. Um, I I like those. I like the twenty questions aspect of it. I think that's fun. You've got that timer for four minutes, and you're just going at it. And you start with nothing, right? So you have to ask these really broad questions, like, "Is it living? Is it an object?" And you're trying to you know narrow it all the way down. But then you also have that piece to where the person that is the mayor that's answering the questions could be the werewolf. So you got to think, okay, is this person telling me the truth? If they're not telling me the truth, um, so yeah, it's a it's a fun game. 
it's it, I didn't jump out of my seat and go, wow, this is great. But in the right setting, it is a good game. I'm actually, when I'm going to camp here in a few weeks, I've almost bought this a couple times because I think it would be fantastic in that scenario. Yeah, I, I totally agree. This one fits the bill to the T. I mean, you can you can pull this out, you play it in 10 minutes, but you can you can keep playing over over yeah. and over again and have a lot of fun with it. And it's just it's simple to teach. You can teach it in just a, a few minutes, which I think is, you know, probably something else to keep in mind for that family weight game. Probably, I would guess, you know, what's something easy to teach, something that plays quickly and that a lot of people can enjoy. This is it. This is a lot of fun. And it, with the deluxe version, you can play up to 20 players. I think that would be difficult because that's a lot of people asking questions. But easily... That would be almost... I thought about that. That almost seems like it'd be impossible for the person to keep up with. It would. But then, you know, think about seven to ten players. You could yeah. easily play with that. I think that's... You'd uh, almost have to go around a circle with 20 players and just say you have to ask if everyone's yelling things out at one time. That would be tough. I wonder if there's different rules for that many players. And we have, You know, we haven't had that many people to play this game. But we've had lots of people request this game that they want to play this with us as they've seen that we've played it. This is a fun game. I I really enjoy One Night Ultimate Werewolf. I just I've I've got a couple of those sets and I've introduced it to a lot of people that that really like this. And I think the difference, the big difference between those is that the the traitor mechanic, you know, that that hidden information and the fibbing in that game is much stronger whereas in Werewords, you're not really I mean you you are lying and the yeah. information is hidden but everybody's still involved in the same way. And I, I, I don't know, I just I think this one's more palatable than One Night Ultimate. I agree with that. Like people who don't like those type of there games. There are people, like my wife does not like those type of games. She didn't like this the first time we played it, but the more we played it with the kids, I think she liked it a little bit more um, because of that exact reason. You don't. She hates being like overly deceiving and stuff like that, which is probably good to be married to someone like that. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about how much hey. I love lying in those games. <laughs> now I will not. <laughs> Well, there you go. I'm worried for Amanda now. I'm worried for your wife. Um, but yeah, so that that that's really cool. I also thought it. I wonder. I think it would be cool if they would have done something in this game where, like, if you wanted to play multiple rounds, like the winners got like a chip that scored them a point or something like that, uh, to where you could keep up with who actually won out of the whole group. If the if the werewolf won, then you get two points or something. If the villagers won, everyone gets a point or something. I don't know. So now they do with with some of the roles, like the fortune teller, for example. Yeah. So if you play with the fortune teller, it gives you the first letter of of the word, so they know what the first letter is. They don't know what the whole yeah. word is. Now, if they lose in the next game, the fortune teller gets the first two letters in the word. So gotcha. there is there is some carryover in, in that. I get what you're saying. The, the, it is kind of nice also to just have these one-offs real quick. I wish they would have had Yeah, and I think that I thought about doing some kind of variant when I play because usually when we play, it's not a one-off because they get my kids really like it. So playing for ten, five or ten minutes, they're going to be like, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. So um, – yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a good game, not a great game to me, but for my family, it is a really good game. I would put it, yeah, I would put it in the really, really good game. It's just fun. Yeah, it's just a fun like game, and I, I, t- I like party games. There, are, there's, you know, if it's a good party game, I enjoy it. This is one that I've just had a lot of fun with. So, yep. So that is where words. The last one in this category is just one. And oh, I didn't mention. So, Where Words is a Ted Alspot game by Bezier Games, and Just One is a uh, Ludovic Rowdy and Bruno Souter game, and this is by Repos Production. In Just One, you are playing. You can play up to seven players with this one, and you each have this little dry erase um, placard thing that you're going to write on with a marker. And what's going to happen is you're going to have one player who's going to flip a card over for everyone to see, and then they're going to pick a number, and that's going to correspond with one of the words on there. Then everybody is going to write exactly just one word on their placard, and then once they've done that, they're going to flip them around, and that one player that flipped the card over is still going to keep their eyes closed. Everyone's going to compare the words on their placards if there are any crossovers at all. So if we both put car on ours, those are erased and removed from that round. So all the ones that are left over, that one player is going to guess what that word is based on the hints. And that's it. So you start off with 13 cards. You're going to pass those cards around. If you miss, 
you don't get that card and you have to discard another card and mm-hmm. then it's you know it's it's the you know you're trying to get a perfect score of 13 or just you know be in a higher category yeah. i guess that's that's all of just one super easy i just taught you the entire game and you know how to play there you that's go that's how simple it is to teach you never know what's going to happen on meeple town that's you're right. going to learn a whole game in about one minute. That's right. In just one What do you think of minute. just one? I am not going to listen to any more of your jokes. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, I like having games that you can teach very simply in a group setting. I do like that. I like the co-op aspect of this game. There are some people who aren't overly competitive, and they're going to gravitate. I do. I have people that I play with. Um, that don't generally play board games a lot, but when I pull out a, a co-op game, they get a whole lot more excited, uh, like a Hanabi or something. Whether you know um, whether they love that game or not, they just like the co-op experience because they don't really are not highly competitive. It is super simple, but there's a there's thinkiness whenever someone you know has a word out there. Like, because you don't want to guess what the other person says. I mean, my wife was the guesser at one point, and the word was cigarette, and three of us put Marlboro. <laughs> and like, I was like, are you kidding? I, and I wanted to put Camel or something, but then I thought someone's going to pick Camel, and they didn't, and we all three picked the same one, which really made it difficult for her, because right. she only had like three words on there to figure out what that was. And um, anyway, so, I mean, th- it, there's a little bit of thinkiness in there, and a lot of fun. It is. One of the... One of the interesting pieces, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but if everyone's hint gets through, there's a celebration because yeah. like, that's kind of a big deal. We were playing with seven players when we played this. So when you have six players who all guess different words, that's a win in and of itself. Yeah. But it also tends to make the guessing that much easier. Like, I don't know if there was a time if all six words got through that the I person did most of them did not get it was it. usually like three or four got through right. we with the ones we missed but then in the instance with with your wife when three of them went away and there's only three hints those three hints were not very good in the context of you know how they it's paired so up together. crazy because like when you know the word you often think they're good yeah but if you try to take your mind out and go all i'm getting are these three words i don't know the word then it can be actually really tough yeah and, yeah it's yeah, it's hard to do that. And, and the celebration when you get it, when the person guesses it right, and you're like, booyah! <laughs> Being like a complete nerd and saying we that. We going nuts. And going bonkers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's 100% a party game. It's not overly strategic, but it's just a fun word game that you can play anytime. This is just one of my favorite Games. One of my one of my favorite Whoa! party games. Par- oh. Party games. Yeah. Which, I don't, who knows? I haven't done my top fifty yet, but this could, could potentially make it. make it. I really, really like this one. It's already ranked eleven in party games. Wow. So that's. I mean, and obviously because it's the Spiel des Jahres from from twenty eighteen games. That's pretty amazing. And we liked. Okay, so we we also played Word Slam, which is one that I really like. This is not in the in this top conversation at all. Word slam, you're also trying to guess a word, which is one that I quite like. I think some of the people at the table like that one too, but I would say unanimously just one was the favorite of of everyone at that table, don't you think? Yeah, I, I remember watching one person actually looking it up on her phone ready to buy it Yeah. Uh, immediately. And I thought that was really cool. And word slam is terrible in my opinion. So oh, that's, that's absurd. <laughs> I know it's ranked seventy nine overall. By the way, no, I mean people will really love word slam. I just don't like. Anyways, this is not what we're talking about. So let's just move on. All right. So let's. We're just going to briefly mention the recommended, uh, and we won't really talk much about this. And, and in fact, I don't think we played any of this any of these except one of them. But there is Belradi, Dizzle, Emotep the Duel. Kraskake? I don't... I'm sorry. Um, Reef and... Remember that when you vote. Sherlock. And out of these, we've both, I think, only played Reef, right? Correct. Okay. All right. So, we don't really have a whole lot to say on those. You you can hear our review. We did a video on Reef a while back if you want to go back and see our thoughts on that. That, that other one is Who Did It is the name of the game in English. Okay. So, John, why don't you tell us what what you would pick I'd, let's let's look at all of these how about yeah. that and then okay. pick I'll give you out both. of those three and then I'll, I'll give you both I'll, here let me do this first I'm gonna say out of these three um, I would pick just one 
I think Werewords is pretty good though, so I wouldn't. It's they're rated fairly similarly for me, but I like just one a little better probably um, because I think that I could bring it out in a ton of different situations. Um, and I feel like just one, yeah. For some re- reason, I think with Werewords it gravitates towards a younger audience potentially because I don't know if like when I the adults I've played sometimes I mean I think it's cool but sometimes they don't get as into those role playing type things or not and I'm talking about general adults that do not play games very much I think it's fun mm-hmm. so anyway I say that to say I think I would probably play just one a little bit more though I think Werewords is is a good game um llama n- no but if I'm going to broaden it to this list of nominees reef wins hands down Reef is a really solid game. I'm going to stop there and let you go. Okay. I'm trying to put my mind in, like, if I'm on this panel of judges to pick the Spill the Jars, that's how I'm approaching this. Yep. Um, so it may, yeah, so it would still be my favorite one probably, but it still has to fit that, you know, those... Game of the year. Those, it, that's the, it's... Well, it has to fit those qualifications of being a family game, those, those kind of things. I don't know if that's a qualification. It is. Whether they say it is or not, it is. I know, yeah. Now, for these, um, I, I would say for I sure agree with that, is. but I was I actually was literally on their website trying to figure out if they say that. Though we, though most people, you're right. That's what we that's what we look at, but I don't think they say that. I think they literally just say game of the year. Well, as a member of the panel, I'm gonna say <laughs> in my mind right now. Okay, so out of these three, it's actually closer for me. Just one and and where words. I really both. I I like both of those quite a bit. Just one is my pick out of those. Um, I also, going with what you said, I really like Reef a lot. I would still pick Just One. Yeah. Just One is my pick for, for the game of the year. And I could, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I usually am shocked a little bit at what the, the winners are in this one. Yeah. I will be shocked and probably disappointed if Llama wins this. Well, I'm going to, I'll take another angle or whatever on this if they are allowing games to be weighted what reef is weighted now reef is not weighted i don't know i should actually look that up um if you hear me typing i'm going to do that real quick if you're allowed to to add if they're adding games that are rated what reef is rated so let's weighted not rated so let's look so that's weighted at around a two okay there's a lot of other games that i would add to this over over some of these here man i i just i we're just talking about game of the year I stick with probably meh. I, 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 I'm not against Werewords by any stretch. I'm not against Just One. I think they're both fine games. I do, and I do, and I wouldn't mind owning them. So I, I, so it's not that I'm, I'm not pooing on these games. I'm just going to say Game of the Year? I think there's uh, probably other ones, and I would, I would vote Reef for sure. Just my guess. I would say if you take a thousand people across the board you know they don't necessarily have to be gamers just people like if we took a thousand people from the community taught them these games i feel pretty confident that just one would be i their agree with that game. i agree with that i think and it depends on what you're going for i mean it's the same thing with the oscars it's the same thing with all this a lot often it's really the popular choice mm-hmm. so it depends on if we're saying as a committee we want to stick with i don't care if it's popular or not this is what we pick is the best game or if we're going to say let's kind of broaden it but if that's the case how is Llama on this list? <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe because we don't, maybe I'm being selfish because we don't have distribution in the U.S. All right, take my same example, taking a thousand people out of the community. I think there would be a lot of people that like Llama. I just do. I think that if we're talking about non-gamers, but is this a gamer award or is this a anybody? I mean, I guess, I guess all we thing. can do is speculate, I guess. But um, I would say probably for this category, I've seen lots of games that aren't necessarily gamer games yeah. pop up in this. And so I would say no. I would say probably not. Now, whatever game wins this is going to sell a lot of copies in Germany yeah. from what I've told. And I could see Llama, even if it doesn't win, it's a $10 card game. I ordered it from Germany to play it, Yeah, you know, just to, just to see what it was like. Um, I might get rid of it, but but <laughs> but I I could still see a lot of people really liking this one, even though we don't. Yeah, I guess I just I wrestle with the whole like you know if, even if we're talking musically like songs of the year and stuff, is it great to pick you know X you know a Britney I'm, I'm showing my age now a Britney Spears song that's just terrible. But I mean musically it's terrible. It's not done well. I'm not saying that these are terrible games, 
but just because it was popular or actually pick what's a good quality amazing song are you saying britney spears is terrible yes <laughs> am i, I alienating, known that moving am I alienating more people now do you <laughs> including your co-host she's talented right I don't know. We're not talking about Britney Spears. No, but you understand my art. And I don't want to go too deep into this, but it's just something that I've that I think about whenever I'm looking at these things. Like, I'm, I guess I'm the kind of guy that would rather someone stick to their convictions and say, "I like games. I think this is the best game, whether it's the popular choice or not." But that's not me. Maybe that's maybe I'm not the popular one. Uh, and and could be and you know maybe they do that. I yeah, have no idea. You know, I think it's again speculation as to as to how they pick. I want to say one more thing before we go on. If if it's about kind of a popular choice, one thing that's interesting is that on the BGG ratings, just one is seven point six, where words is seven point two, llama is six point four, which is not a high, not very high score at all for a game. Now, if it's seven plus, I, I kind of get that. Like I totally get these other two and I get the other two being nominated. I'm not, but I'm just saying like, man, it just seems like a really, if they're going for popular, this is not it. This is obviously not all that popular or a lot of people aren't saying it's a great game. Yeah. That could, yeah. so is that one of the ones where they just say, oh, I'm, I like it. So I'm going to pick it no matter what other people say. Yeah. And time will kind of tell on some of that. I mean, it's overall 3,200 something, which in the grand scheme of thing of a hundred thousand games, <laughs> yeah, it's at six hundred sixteen ratings, which isn't a ton, ton, but it's it's some ratings, and so it's. I mean, it seems like it's viewed as an okay game. Yeah, but nothing yeah. nothing to write home about. I think so. time will tell as this as this thing unfolds. But let's go ahead and move on to the Kenner's Field of Jars and see what our thoughts are there. All right, Dean, so I want to be real, like, I'm a pretty positive guy, and I feel like I was a little negative when we talked about the Spiel Just a little, eh? No, I mean, so I let's talk about the Kenner Spiel, which I'm a whole lot more excited about um, than I was on the Spiel. So let's start off with, let's look at what Meeple Town says about these picks. So I did love them, good picks, meh, or terrible picks. So what do you think won out on the Kenner Spiel? What do you think Meeple Town said? Love, good, meh, terrible. I'm going to guess love on this one. Meh one. What? 46% said meh. 31 said love. 23 said good picks. So I'm interested to hear what their picks would be. It's pretty, it's fairly even across the board. Um, uh, I know me personally, I I selected good picks. I, I, I think... I think they're pretty darn pretty good picks though. So I'm not that's that's not a that's not even a yeah, they're good. Like th- these are these are solid picks. These I actually do get I don't excited may not be the right word, but I enjoy these a little bit better. So, let's talk about the first from your buddy Ignacy Chevychek. Dean likes some Chevychek. I do. I do. I do like some You know what? I'll games. let you talk about Detective. All right. So Detective is a game where you are trying to i was going to say trying to figure out who the criminal was in the crime but you're actually not you're trying to gather up all the information that you can you're going to be visiting different locations on the board and drawing cards that give you more and more evidence and then you're entering that into your database so they've created this their own computer database so you're actually entering this into your computer you're also going to be able to look up information online. Sometimes it'll it'll have you you know do some searches on things, yeah. and then at the end of the case, you're going to be answering questions based on the evidence that you have, and it's a pass fail kind of thing based on how you've answered those questions. And that's it. Detective is actually a really simple game uh, mechanically. I mean, really, it sure, is, it is. Uh, so that's Detective. Yeah. So well, I mean, I, when I played it, so I've only played this once, so I need to. I guess put that lay this out. I also because Dean said it's a it, mechanically it's a simple game. So my 11 year old, my nine year old started playing it with us, and then I played it with my wife. Now about a quarter of the way through, they were done. Well, no, no, my 11 year old stuck it out. My nine year old was done. Um, mechanically, it's simple, but there are it's a ton of reading in the game. I mean, you're reading, reading, reading. What do you think of that fluff text, man? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. Like these are not my favorite games. First of all, I'll say that. Secondly, the fluff text started, at first it was fine. And, you know, I like fluff text if I'm, like, dungeon crawling or something. I do, like, as long as it's not just, like, forever and ever and ever. I think it's great. In these games, because I'm trying to 
I just want the evidence because I'm trying to figure it out. You understand what I'm saying? Like fluff text in certain situations is great. But in these where I just, I want the facts so that I can figure this out. I don't want to hear that you were walking down the hallway and some lady was acting, acting ruckusy. So you put handcuffs on her and take her back to jail. And that has nothing to do with the, the crime, you know, that's me personally. Now, some other people will love that. Just what do you the think? Facts, man. Do you like that's that? You, want. That's, you just want the facts. I just want the facts because my a, brain's thinking. You're a Euro gamer through and through. I'm, 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 I'm strategizing, going, what's happening? And so I just want the fact in that scenario, though. But I mean, again, if I'm dungeon crawling and we're having fun and we're chucking dice, I want the fluff text because I want it to build. I like building the um, the plot or something around there. But again, usually that has more to do with the game. Yeah. This one doesn't like the plot. It doesn't. I don't care if I'm again going down a hallway because I'm a policeman. Mm-hmm. If it had something to do with the plot, which they often don't, then it it doesn't interest me. Yeah, I quite enjoy this game. I get it. The, the fluff text is not my favorite, uh, and it does, especially as you kind of get you know a few hours into this game, you're like, okay, I don't need to know what kind of sandwich you were eating. You know, that's yes. that's the information that I do not need. But the the immersion in this game, I think, is fantastic. So my wife enjoys detective type TV shows, movies, things like that. She just she's all over it. And so when we played this game, we got really into it. And That's she's cool. uh, she's way better at this stuff, like at figuring out crimes, than I am. I, just, I saw your paper in the game because Dean let me borrow it. And mm-hmm. man, there's a lot of copious notes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's any, cool. Any type of these really heavy immersion games my wife is going to take a lot of notes yeah. and yeah it's fun i i quite enjoy this game and i again that goes back to this is my style of thematic yeah. game like yeah like detective and you know mansions of madness and and uh, lords of lord of the rings uh, journeys in middle earth those kind of games i i really enjoy it and especially if it's one that my wife really enjoys yeah this is this is fun for me i enjoy it this is generally not games i get over a game type that i get overly excited about personally but i I will have to say it was soured by the fact that my wife just doesn't like these types of games now i'll say this she did not hate this which there's been some where she's just like i don't like this she kind of was into it but we didn't even finish the first scenario because she was basically like if you really want to do it i'll finish it besides that and then i thought to myself do i really want to play through another hour or two of games with someone who's not that into it. Right. right. I'm just going to be real. And that's fine. And that's, that's nothing wrong with her. That's just not her style of game. So I wish that I would have played this with people who got like you guys who got really excited about it. Mm -hmm. So, but for me, my experience was it, I can see that it's, it's a solid game, not per, not really my style, but totally understand why I understand why it was nominated. Yeah. I I, I really wish that I would have gotten a play of Chronicles of Crime or, um, What's the uh, Detective City of Angels? That's yeah. uh, those are two that I really, really want to check out. Was that's that out last year? Van Ryder Games. That one actually just came out, yeah. but I wanted to have something to compare them to. I plan, oh, I, got you. I plan on playing all three of those and and just kind of comparing them. Maybe but we could do a showdown sometime. Could be. It might just be me and my wife on here doing a showdown. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to play them with some again with someone who gets pretty excited about it. So you want to move on to the yeah. next? Let's go on to the next one. The next one is Carpe Diem. Ah, oh, Stefan Feld. Stefan Feld. And so John naturally is going to boost this game up to a 12. And it's going to be <laughs> crank it up to 11, baby. Uh, this is a Ravensburger game. We we did a video on this recently because um, we got a review copy from Ravensburger for this one. And we and haven't posted the video yet. But by the time right. this is released, the video will totally be out. Stay though. tuned. Um, oh, it'll be out. It's almost out. <laughs> so this one, you are actually taking your meeple and you're going to slide it into... You have a circle with these different spaces. You're going to start off on one of those spaces. And then you're going to slide to a spot one of the two spots across from the space that you're in in the circle and then take a tile and put it out on your board and those tiles are going to give you different actions once you complete them or or if you you know some of them will just give you actions right away but some of them might give you a resource like a chicken or a fish or something like that one of them might allow you to take another tile from the board and you know as as per most Stefan Feld games it's point salady, so you're gaining lots of points for lots in lots of different ways, and you're also taking this action to trigger this action to trigger this action in in kind of a cool way. So it's it's very much a, a Feld style game, probably one of his 
maybe lighter games to play, but it's not like a super light game. It's pretty thinky. Yeah, they've given it, um, we have given it as a community on Board Game Geek two and a half. So that's not super light. Yeah. By any stretch. Yeah. I was extremely excited about playing this game because I played Form Trajanum and I'm a huge fan of Form Trajanum or um, Trajan Forum, as Dean would say. Never going to let it go. Never, never going to let it go. Uh, so I was pretty stoked about this. Also, I'd heard a lot of really good reviews on this game. And I'll, I'll admit, when I played it, it, for a Feld game, it was okay. I'll be for me personally. Like I thought it was going to be really great, especially with this nomination. And when I say for a Feld game, I say that because I mean he is one of my favorite designers. I'm not going to say he's my favorite. He's one of my favorite designers. So I there's high standard when you've got games like Trajan and Castles of Burgundy and Form Trajanum and all these other games. So he set him his own high bar, and I think it's a fun game. Um, I think that I've actually enjoyed it the more I've played it. I remember the first time going, eh, it's okay. And the more I've played it, I've kind of thought about the thinkiness and stuff. But, you know, you're moving the tiles onto your board. There's nothing really super new about it, but that doesn't matter because I'm not all about the newness or you have to have all these different mechanics. But I guess I guess that's the wrong way to say it. Nothing gripped me to say, oh, I love it. I like it, though. So don't get me wrong. I, I, I under, and you, If you like Feld games, I think you should play this game. It's, I think it's a solid game. But it didn't just make me go, yeah. Yeah, I think this one's a lot of fun. It's it's not as for me, it's not as good as Forum Trajanum. That that game is is pretty fantastic. But Carpe Diem, I think, is a lot of fun, and I think it fits in this category really well because it is a Kenner Spiel is kind of a step up. Typically, tends to we be didn't a, say that it's supposed to be strategy up. game, right? right? Right, strategy game, but it's not. They don't often nominate super super heavy game so it makes sense that carpe diem is the nomination here and not form trajanum for that reason but had the other one been on here i would have you know said that that's the better game but carpe diem is a lot of fun i really enjoy this and same thing as john when i first played it it was fun but the more i've played it the more you can you know figure out how these how these you know one action triggers another action how to be the most efficient in gaining points and there's lots of ways to gain points, and so you just have to be the most efficient in that. And I, I think it's fun. I really like this one. Yeah, it's a solid game. So, again, don't don't get me wrong in saying, like, I, it didn't blow my mind. But, again, I'm saying that based on it being a Feld game as well. I think it's a very solid game. I understand why it was nominated. I wish they would have nominated for Interjanum, which I thought was a far superior game. But, again, you're right. Get over it. They didn't. I know. You're right. <laughs> they don't generally, they haven't been nominating games that are a little bit more weight. But for Interjanum is not that much more, more difficult. No, but there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, the actions that, I mean, that's the thing. The actions aren't that, aren't a lot, but it's just there's so much to look at. Yeah. I think. All right. So let's uh, talk about another game. What do you think? The Wings final one. Fan. Yes, I was. Oh. I was. I just want to say that I was trying to come up with a segue, and so that's why I was like stretching it out. It's really, really long time, but I guess my segue flew away. <laughs> I laid an egg on that segue. Uh, that's there better. it is. I should edit out the other one. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to. You got to get the joke right. Oh on the first shoot. Time. Okay. All right, so we're just going to fly right into this. Wingspan, or flap, I think is what it's called in in Germany. Is that right? I don't know. I I, I thought you were the one that told me that. Well, whenever you're on this uh, Kinderspiel or Spieldazar's website and you translate it into English, it actually translates detective, detective, but it translates wingspan flap. All right, we're going to call it wingspan, although flap may have been a better name for this game. That would be kind of (laughs) cool. Did it flap? I don't even know what that means. All right, Wingspan is designed by Elizabeth Hargrave, and this is published by Stonemeyer Games. And in this game, it's it's really a, a card-based... It is. It's a card-based game, and you are going to be taking cards from your hand that represent birds. All... I think there's 180 cards or something like that. There's a lot wow. of cards in this game, and there's a lot of, a lot of unique bird cards in this game so you're going to be paying the cost of the food that's listed on the card and playing it into your tableau on your board and there's three different sections on the board with different actions that you can take you can take food out of the bird feeder which is is dice that you're going to roll into the bird feeder which is a really cool component or you can lay eggs on the bird which is give, going to give you end point uh 
points at the end of the game or potentially at the end of the round. And then the last one is to draw cards so that you can get new cards to play on your tableau. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that really is kind of the crux of the game. You're going to play through four rounds, and each round has its own scoring uh, scoring tile that's going to give you you know points for having so many birds in your wetlands or, or uh, eggs in your forest or something like that. Lots of different things, and that's really that's really the entire game. Yep. Just add up the points at the end. Yeah, so we did a video review of Wingspan as soon as it came out on YouTube, which we didn't talk about on the podcast, which we probably should have because of how many people like this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably, we probably dropped the laid an egg on that one, but I can't keep using that joke because that's not funny anymore. Uh, maybe yeah, it anymore it's not time. funny the yeah, first time. That was great. Uh, but I remember giving it a 7.5 out of 10, meaning that's a pretty good score. I enjoyed the game. Uh, Dean and I played it this morning before the podcast, and I'm going to have to say, I cranked it up to an 8 and I know that we're not rating all these games but I just want to if anyone was watching those videos and saw me give that rating um, I playing the more I play this game you know the more I like this game this is this is a really solid pick I, I absolutely get why why Wingspan is um was nominated because it just has a lot of mass appeal like you said if we're look thinking about mass appeal I understand why it was picked People love this game. It's a good game. Really. I mean, it's just... I, I don't even know. I think maybe at this very moment you can probably get a copy. But I don't if, know. If you can't, then tomorrow you won't be able to. Because this yep. thing is just flying off the shelves. It's rated... It, it's ranked 40... <laughs> it's flying off the shelves. Oh, I you totally You didn't even mean to. to. I know. It's ranked 43 overall. And it's just... This is a good game. If you watched our video, you know that I was I was really enamored by this game. You can't I think get it's it. fantastic. You can, yeah. like if I'm on Amazon, you can only get it from these sellers and it's um, $100 almost. <laughs> yeah. It's just because, you know, it's just because it's that popular. It's got to be really hard for a publisher to, you know, gauge how popular it's going to be. Especially one like just... Stonemeyer, who is it's not a humongous publisher. Sure. Right. You know, so for Jamie, like, I mean, I bet he's, and I've, I've read about it. Like, he just had no clue it was going to go gangbusters. How like could this. You? you? No, you can't. Yeah. So he's doing his best. So Wingspan... Good problem to have, though. <laughs> yeah. So I get Wingspan being on here, and I think it totally deserves it. If, we, if I just jump right into this... Yeah, go ahead. Wingspan is my favorite. But this is a lot closer in the, the Kenner Spiel category, which it typically is for me. This is a lot closer than, than the regular Spiel category. I really like all of these games. All of them are an 8 or above. And uh, I have not ranked Detective. I want to play more before we get to that point. But but I just I really like all these. So if any of these win, I will not be disappointed. But if I were the if I were to pick one, Wingspan would be it for me. Yeah, for as big of a Stefan Feld fan as I am, I would pick Wingspan. I agree with you. I think wow. I think okay. Wingspan is the superior game. Uh, it's I like you know it, it's a game that's is simple enough that I can teach. Yeah, I wouldn't say anybody, but I mean a lot of folks. You know, it's it's it, it, but it has that strategy. It has that terraforming Mars. You got the cards, and if people can read cards, they can play this game kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. it, you know, and I like that. I like how there's a ton of different cards, so it it adds the replayability. That's why I think the more I play it, the more I like it because it's not the same thing every single game because there's so many bird cards. The art on it's really cool too, though I'm not really going to base whether I like a game on the art or not, but it is a nice bonus. That is Yeah, when you look art. at these, I would say the detective is I think the components are fine. There's just not a lot of components. Yeah. Wingspan I, I think blows Oh, yeah. Carpe diem out of the water <laughs> as far as components and artwork and all that go. It's not even close. It's not. Um, but then again, it's Ravensburger, which they're going to have cheaper games too, which is sure. the positive to yeah. that, I guess. Because uh, I think Carpe diem, you can get it for like 30 something bucks. Now, they had some, there's definitely some component issues on Carpe diem, and they're going to be redoing that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm interested to see what that, what that, uh, what that looks like now okay john would you would you be disappointed i think detective is probably your least favorite of these would i be disappointed if detective um you know I, at this point based on these three i'm actually all in on wingspan i think it is the superior game to these other games um and i will be disappointed a little if it doesn't win now with that said let's talk about the other recommendations and see if our tune is changed 
if our bird song has changed the its tune. What have you Songbird? looked at? I don't know. Have you looked at the nominations, by the way? The recommendations? The recommendations. I have. So So it is Architects of the West Kingdom, Lowlands, Newton, and Paper Tales. Which ones have you played out of that? I have played Newton. I have played the Architects of the West Kingdom. I have played... Uh, have you played sorry, Paper I Tales? Lost, I lost my list. Uh, it's Paper Tales it, and, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, I've not played Paper Tales or... So you and I have played Lowlands. the exact same ones. So let me ask you this. With those other two thrown in here, would you still pick Wingspan? Yes. Okay. I would. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, and if I, you know, I really liked Architects and I really liked Newton and I could get both of those being in here. But for me, I would pick Wingspan. Let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Um, would you replace any of these with Architects or Newton? Or would you stick with these three if it no. were to you? No, and I wouldn't because I kind of like how there's variability in this. Um, there, There's not like a heavy strategy game in here. So I guess if you wanted to throw Newton in there for that, um, that, that might be the case. But I, I like that there's, you know, these are three very different games. Detective is very story-driven, you know, super heavy thematic game. I mean, not heavy in weight, but like heavily thematic. And Wingspan is, is very unique from Carpe Diem. I like that about these nominations myself. So I would, it would change for me. So if it were up to me, I would replace Carpe Diem and Detective with Architects of the West Kingdom and Newton. Both of these them. These are, they, they, okay. I mean, just personal taste. I'm, and, the, you know, that's why we're having a good time here. This, this is personal taste. Um, if it were me, I would pick Newton as Game of the Year out of these choices, not every game last year. But I would pick Newton as Game of the Year. I would probably pick Wingspan as runner-up and Architects of the West Kingdom as third. Okay. What about you? Do the, do your top three there. Uh, I would say, wow, this is it. Really, is tough for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, Wingspan. Uh, I'm taking out. I'm taking out Architects and Newton. Although I'm pretty sure Newton was rated somewhere in there, like really close to Wingspan. But I'm going to take that out of the equation. I think you know, just going off my ratings, I think it'd probably be Wingspan, Newton, uh, maybe. Architects, Detective, and Carpe Diem are pretty yeah. close. With those three, I would say Wingspan. Gosh, Detective and Carpe Diem are close. Okay. They're real close. Okay. I, I would, I might, I would put Detective probably a little bit higher than Carpe Diem. I would, I would put Detective higher. Okay. Well, before we end our talk here, let's look at what Board Game Geek says. What do you think? Yep. Board Game Geek has Detective the highest rated of these games. Now. It's not ranked highest because it has 3,000 ratings. Other ones have more. But Detective is rated Mm 8.2 with 3,000 ratings. That seems really pretty high. But I think I mentioned this to Dean earlier that I think a specific group of people like these games. And if they like them, then it's a good, really good game and they rate it really high. Would you agree with that? Yep, I would. Yeah. Wingspan is 8.1. Wingspan's crazy. It is ranked 43 overall in a year. In, or less than a year. I can't remember. It came out about this time last No. No. This came out in like January. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I was thinking a year ago, a January. No, it was this last. It just came out. Yeah. It is ranked 43 overall. If that doesn't say, is ranked the number one family game, which I don't know if it's a family game, but I guess it is. It's ranked the 38th strategy game, 43 overall. If it's about the popular vote, and our board game geek is, I mean, that is the website for our community. Mm-hmm. If it's about the popular vote, they have to give it to Wingspan. So we'll find out, right? I mean, we, we will find out. On, uh, would you disagree with that? Well, I mean, they're not looking. You know, they're doing their own thing. Yeah. They're David Pumpkins in this situation. Yeah. Like, they're doing their own thing regardless of what's going on, which I think they should. I don't think they should look at the I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would rather them, like I said earlier in the episode, I would rather them go with their gut or what they feel like as a group is the best game. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, if if they are going kind of for the popular thing, we'll find out because Wingspan might win. But I guess on the flip side, they could just go with their gut and say it's Wingspan as well. So, uh, Carpe Diem is rated 7.6. That's a really high score, too. It's rated the lowest out of these three, but still, 7.6 is pretty solid. It's ranked 577 overall. Um, I didn't mention that Detective is 193 overall. So, um, 
I don't really disagree except for detective. I wouldn't rate that high for sure because it's just not, again, my style. But yeah, I actually am pretty, would be in pretty much agreement on the other two. What do you think? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I really enjoy all these. So I, I, I said I rate Wingspan at 8 and it's 8.1. I, I think on Carpe Diem, well, you can watch our YouTube video, I guess, to see that. Yeah. We'll add a little suspense. I said January for Wingspan. It's not even been that. It's actually been more like March. Um, and the thing is, they had this huge you know, wave, but then it was really difficult for anyone to get it. And so, like, honestly, there's still people that are really just now playing this for the first time, but people just love it. All right, so to kind of recap all of this, John says that for the Kenner Spiel, he's going to pick Wingspan based on the three that are nominated. And then if he throws in the recommended, he's going to say Newton. For me, I stick with Wingspan regardless. I think Wingspan is game is the Kenner Spiel de Jara's winner for my pick, for my taste. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the Spiel de Jara's, so we'll wrap that up. So for me, I said that I think that Just One is the best one based on all the recommended and You're so nominated. definitive, man. I yeah, like that. I am. You just got to you just got to go with it. You just got to <laughs> stick with your guns and go with it. John also says Just One based on the 3, but then if you throw the other recommended ones in there, he's going to say Reef. Absolutely. All right. That's our picks. And this is the definitive winners. of. <laughs> this is fun. We, we've had fun with this, just picking the ones that we enjoy. I would love to hear in the guild or any of the other ways that we're going to mention. What are your what are your picks for these? Yeah, Let us know what your thoughts are. That would be awesome. Are. But uh, anyway, tell John, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Sure. We are on YouTube at Meepletown Games. And this is the same for Twitter, on Facebook. On Instagram, we're at Meepletown Games all the time. I guess on YouTube, we're just Meepletown. Just look up Meepletown or Meepletown Games or something. You should find us. At Meepletown Games and all the rest. And Dean mentioned the um, guild. That's what it's called. And we're guild board... (laughs) We are Board Game Geek Guild 3407. That was was a ton of finesse there. That is exactly right, and that is going to put episode number 19 in the books. Stay tuned for episode 20 coming up. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Town.